Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. Let's just remember how this year started as part of celebrating our birthday and continuing to push into the future we know God has for us. So let me remind you that at the beginning of 2021, um, we spoke about vision, um, and we were referring to the words of Paul the Apostle when he wrote in Ephesians 1 verse 18 to the church saying, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he, that is God, has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Now Paul prays for us, the church, that our hearts would see. He goes, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you would know the hope or see the hope to which you have been called. You see, true vision doesn't start with the external eyes that are on your head, but the internal eyes of your heart. You can only see the hope to which you're called if the eyes of your heart are clear. And so moving toward a vision starts with your inner person, not with a project. Starts with the inner person. Do I believe? Can I see that God has something in the future? Can I see that in my heart? Or are the lenses of my heart's eyes distorted by past disappointment, a lack of belief in my worthiness or fear? And so it always starts with a person, not with a project. Hey, we've got a vision. This is what we're going to do. You can't embrace that and see yourself in that if the eyes of your heart are not enlightened to see the purposes God has called you to. And so in the midst of that, starting 2021, we sensed God give us a prophetic word for our hearts, for us to embrace and take personally into our hearts. And it came from the book of Judges, Verse chapter 5, verse 21, in which a woman called Deborah, who was one of the judges of Israel, sings these words, March on with courage, my soul. March on with courage, my soul. I want you to think about how applicable this scripture is right now in the season that we're in. Man, I'm like, Cool, the first wave, okay, we'll get through this. You know, lockdown for a few weeks, woo, we'll like have family time and all the rest. It dragged on and on, and then we thought, okay, we're out of this. We came out, woo, okay, praise the Lord, we're going to be okay. Prayed against another wave, and the second wave came. Boom, hit us. We think we're okay, okay, we'll get through this, and then it's cool. Vaccines are being made. We're going to make it. Cape Town's looking good. Things are starting to open. 50 people in church, 100 people in church, and then the third wave hits. Not only does a third wave come, but the looting in our nation, KwaZulu-Natal, Durban, the conflicts and the politics. We're sitting here going, God. God, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And we remember the prophetic words given to our hearts in the beginning of this year. March on with courage, my soul. God will often prophesy his word over us, not so that we can simply live in the moment, excited and expecting a miracle, but in order to prepare us to endure the seasons which we're about to step into. Now, often when God gives us prophetic direction, it then requires 
preparation by faith. In fact, the degree of your preparation often reveals the level of your expectation. Do I expect that I'm going to have to march with courage somewhere because God has spoken? And so we say, well, how do we prepare? What is the preparation if we have this prophetic word from God? And it's interesting because just like we're speaking now about needing to prepare when God gives us a prophetic word, this is exactly what happened in the situation when it came to Judges chapter 5, 21, which has been our scripture for the year. Now, to give you historical background and help you understand what I mean, we need to understand that between the time when Joshua had led the people out of Israel and David became king in that period between those two times, God's people, the Israelites, would often fall in and out of periods of drifting from God and worshiping false idols. And then when they did this, they would succumb to the defeat of enemy nations. So to deliver his people fought from the oppressors, God would often raise up like a national leader amongst the Israelites. And these leaders were called judges. And one of those judges was a woman called Deborah. Now, Deborah prophesied when she was a judge that the Israelites, led by military commander Barak, should go into battle against the enemy that had been oppressing them because God was going to give them victory And so as they followed her instructions, preparing by faith, they then saw God deliver them. After Deborah and Israel's military leader, Barak, obtained victory over the enemy, this is when they sung the song recorded in Judges 5.21, when they said, march on with courage, my soul. I mean, they had won the fight. They had followed Deborah, the judge, who had said, thus says the Lord, and she prophesied, you need to go into battle. Yeah, but we've been oppressed for so long. Well, thus says the Lord. Here's a prophetic word. Now prepare by going into battle. And then we see them come out of it victorious. They see the testimony coming out of the trial because they followed through and embraced what God had said, and they sing, march on with courage, my soul. But here's the thing about this. It's not as simple as it sounds, because after Deborah had initially prophesied that the Israelite army should confront the enemy, Barak, Israel's military leader, was fearful and actually quite resistant about preparing for the promise of a victory. So we read of his response when Deborah initially comes and says, this is what God says to you today. It it, it says this, Barak said to her in Judges 4, 8 to 9, if you won't go with me, I won't go. But if you do, if, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. That's Barak speaking to Deborah. Okay, Deborah, you give us a word from God. God is saying this. Well, well, if you go with me, then I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours. The Lord will deliver Sisera, that was the enemy, into the hands of a woman. All the ladies out there, whoop, whoop. So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh. So here we see that Barak's response to marching toward the enemy was fueled by fear. I don't know if I want to go. I'm a little bit hesitant. I mean, if you don't go, I I won't. And, And Deborah's response was fueled by faith. Now, often I hear people 
making this statement. And, and you might be one of the people struggling with this. And you hear them saying, faith over fear, faith over fear. You're sitting at home right now. You've gone through a pandemic. You're not sure. You've got loved ones right now that are actually sick. You don't know if they're going to make it. And people are telling you faith over fear. So it's like, okay, just replace my faith with fear. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I would rather say it's faith through fear. It's faith through fear, because God more often than not delivers us through instead of from adversary. Um, And in the same way, he did this with the Israelite army as Deborah instructed them. Israel's victory over the enemy came through courageously marching into battle instead of escaping from it. You see, Deborah's faith allowed her to endure marching with courage, whereas Barak's faith was in Deborah to escape from the enemy. Barak wasn't willing to march without her because his faith was in Deborah, whom he could see, instead of God, whom he could not. The eyes of his heart weren't clear, so he could only depend on the eyes of his head. Yet, Hebrews 11 verse 1 tells you and I, if we're followers of Jesus, that our faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we, what we do not see. And I believe one of the refining works God is doing in the hearts of his followers in this season involves our faith. Refining it from quantity faith to quality faith from a focus on something happening in our favor to God's sovereignty when life doesn't make sense. A faith that doesn't need to see in order to believe, but sees what it believes. So as God refines our faith, I ask you, like Barak, what are you seeing with your physical eyes that's trying to stop your spiritual march? What are you seeing with your physical eyes that's trying to stop your spiritual march? Yo, God, it's been too long. Yo, I prayed, God. Yo, I had so much faith before this pandemic. You always came through, but it doesn't seem you've done it this time. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm not sure. What are you seeing with your physical eyes that's trying to stop your spiritual march? When we read, march on with courage, my soul, from Judges 5.21, it's the courage of Deborah who refused to stop marching in the face of adversity. It's Deborah who refused to stop marching in the face of adversity that we're celebrating. You see, the greatest enemy to Israel's victory here and the testimony that lay ahead from, for them wasn't the army they had to confront, but their apathy and reluctance to courageously march. Imagine if Barak had gone, no, Deborah, we're not going to do it. I'm too afraid. In the same way, as I've been saying to us over the season, the adversity we are facing in this pandemic is not the enemy we should be worrying about. Spiritual apathy is. So if you get tired, need you to hear this. If you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. Because your testimony requires trial. If you get tired, if you get tired, follower of Jesus, it's been so hard. I don't know if I can do this anymore. If you get tired, learn to rest. 
not to quit because your testimony requires trial. When we think of rest in these moments, navigating a pandemic and all the dynamics around us, we, we, we think of the words of Jesus when he spoke to our hearts from Matthew's gospel, chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, we may not have an easy life, but Jesus promises us an easy yoke. And easy is a soul word, not a circumstance word. It's an ease that's described by Paul the Apostle when he writes in Philippians 4 verse 11, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. It's an easy yoke and a yoke was this kind of a wooden thing which connected two ox when they pulled the plow. And one commentary explains that one part of the yoke is around us and the other is on Jesus' shoulders. Jesus, like the lead ox in a team, determines our bearing, pace and path, and we simply submit to his leadership. Man, we need to understand that if we are tired we need to learn to rest and not to quit because our testimony requires a trial. And Jesus says, when we're tired, come to me and I will give you rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And to carry that easy yoke in a difficult life is not to deny the adversity, but not become spiritually apathetic. Finding our rest in him, whereby... We submit to his sovereignty in the circumstances that don't make sense. Therefore, your faith is more about enduring and surrender to God's sovereignty when circumstances don't make sense instead of striving to escape them in your own strength. Barak wanted to escape. No, only if you go, Deborah, because you will make sure we don't get hurt. I want to escape harm. Deborah was the one with faith. I trust God's sovereignty in the circumstance, even if it doesn't make sense after being oppressed for so long. I choose to see with eyes of faith, and I will surrender instead of striving to the hand of God in circumstances where I've been struggling. So let's not forget that God desires a faithful walk instead of perfected works. Oh, I'm so tired, God. Like, I've been trying so hard. Well, my child, don't quit. Just learn to rest. And, and when you rest, you come to me and submit to me spiritually in the midst of these circumstances. And, and keep walking and surrender. Don't stop. Don't worry. You failed at perfecting works. You, you're not reading my word as much as you should. Maybe you've lacked being connected to online church because it just doesn't feel the same. But stand up again, my child, because I desire a faithful work over your perfected works. 
And so sometimes our walk faithfully with Jesus becomes slower because we're tired. And that's often where our walk needs to become a march. I need to change my posture because I am tired and weary. And God, I I rest in you and I take on your yoke in circumstances that aren't easy. And I choose that I will not let apathy win. But like Deborah, by faith, I will take the next step and I will march left, 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 right, left. And just to signify my heart's desire that we would march with courage today, I chose to wear my boots like the soldiers That march, I chose to wear my boots that symbolize the soldier that marches. Because sometimes our faithful walk needs to become a courageous march. And Ephesians chapter 6 in the New Testament tells us that we're in a spiritual war. And it's a war of resistance against the advancement of the kingdom of God. And, and, and as we march in advancement, it says that we need to put on the armor of God because of the resistance and the spiritual warfare we face. And when we get to verse 15, it's been speaking about the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. It then tells us that we are to have our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Like like we need to have our boots on because we're marching. We have to have our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And the word readiness here for the gospel of peace signifies footing or basis. Now, during this period in history when this was written, the sandals of the Roman soldiers were heavy sandals. They were studded with hobnails to give a secure foothold to those who would stand firm. The boots that we speak of in faith are to stand firm in the face of adversity, a faith to endure, not to escape. Because your next season of testimony requires trial you're marching through right now. Your next season of testimony requires the trial that you're marching through with courage right now. Another tool used by the military, by the soldiers, special forces, is this thing that we often play with called a glow stick. It's used to give direction. It's used as a light in certain circumstances to bring clarity about where to go in darkness. It's a blessing to those in the face of battle. And I'm holding this right now with the potential to bless us with its brightness and direct and guide. But before it can become the blessing and the light that we need, it needs to go through a process of breaking. Enduring the breaking allows this to become a blessing. The season of breaking allows this to become a beacon of light. The blessing of this vessel and its potential requires breaking. If it doesn't go through a period of breaking, it won't serve its purpose with the blessing of light. 
And Jesus says to you and I from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, 14, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. By faith, we march on with courage, enduring the adversity and trials now because our next season is one of testimony that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. Testimony through trial. At the end of the season of struggle, What story will the boots you marched in tell? Because we're in a season, not a life sentence. What will the boots you marched in tell? I pray that they would speak of a testimony, a legacy of light out of a dark season. So, if you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit, because your testimony requires the trial you are in right now. This week, I was trying to march on with courage and find my rest in Jesus. And so I went to his word. And as I was reading through the book of Psalms, I got to Psalm 27 verse 14. And I want to leave this with you today as you choose to march on with courage in the middle of the struggle. This is the psalmist speaking out of a period where he was coming under attack and feeling pressurized on every side. And he concludes Psalm 27 with verse 14 saying, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, Keep on waiting, keep on resting, keep on marching, for He will never disappoint you. He will never disappoint you. If I get tired, I learn to rest, not to quit, because my testimony requires the trial I'm going through right now. Therefore, I choose to march on with courage my soul. In Jesus' name I pray. And with me right now, wherever you are, would you close your eyes and take a moment. I want you to put your hand on your heart because we're speaking about where 
where our hearts are at, tired, struggling, frustrated, confused, afraid, uncertain. And we're saying, God, today in the middle of the soul, I want the eyes of my heart to see the purposes to which I'm called. They would not be distorted by the fear of an uncertain future. They would not be fueled by the fear of what I can't control, but by faith today. I embrace the words that Deborah gave to Barak and I will march through the adversity I'm facing now because I know my God that as I march on with courage, you are going to let the trial I'm in become the testimony that leads others to giving praise to your name. Father, this morning, I praise and thank you that though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of darkness, the process of breaking is leading to the very blessing of light that testifies of your goodness through this trial. I thank you that this is a season and not a life sentence. And so we choose with confidence to see with spiritual eyes and march on with courage that our boots would tell of your faithfulness and goodness throughout the struggle in the season. And so, God, again, we surrender to your sovereignty by faith. We stand. We embrace the breaking for the blessing of light. I pray that, Lord, you would meet every individual in every struggle, in every place of breaking, in every trial and adversity they're facing right now. And I pray, God, that you would lead us to courageously march, that you would convert our breaking into a blessing, that out of the dark season, we would rise up with light through the power of your spirit and your power that's made perfect in our weakness. And so today we choose that we will rest and not quit because we understand that our testimony requires a trial. In Jesus' name, amen.